Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner here again with you. Let's talk about switching careers within healthcare. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hello, hello, once again, happy Monday. Glad to be back with you on the podcast this week. So before I get started on this week's topic, which is something that is also kind of, I'm not going to say near and dear to my heart, but it's definitely a issue or thing that I've been through myself, um, switching careers. I do want to talk about uh, a current issue that's happening with uh, registered massage therapists within Ontario. And in order to do that, I'm just going to quote somebody, a registered massage therapist I know, um, who wrote this on Facebook. Now, I'm not going to name her or, uh, you know, identify where this person lives or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, there's nothing kind of embarrassing about what she's written. So here it is, uh, the info if you didn't know about this. So FYI, all RMTs in Ontario. Now you need to sign off when treatment of a sensitive area is involved. For example, the glutes, and she put in brackets, butt, for those of you who don't know what glutes are, or chest wall, which she put in brackets, pecs, sternum, or the ribs that are close to the chest, dot, dot, dot. It is only massage therapists right now that have to do this. So I'm just editor's note here. That is true. None of the other medical professions need to do this right now. Back to what she was saying. It will protect the therapist from false accusations, but it may also prevent true abuse cases from being reported and the accused therapist from being charged when people think, well, I gave written consent for that area, dot, dot, dot. You need to find a better solution, CMTO. So this whole issue came about from uh, an issue that I mentioned on the podcast quite a few months ago when the CMTO, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario, was taking feedback from the members of the profession. And that is, um, there have been a lot more reported. I don't know if there are actually more cases, but there's certainly been more reported cases of sexual abuse um, by healthcare providers um, to patients or clients, whatever term you prefer, over the last little while. Now, again, I don't know if this is because there's an increase in reporting, like more people are willing to go forward with it, um, with what happened to them, or if it's more that... um, There actually are more cases. I don't know the statistic on that, but I do know that uh, the government of Ontario and, you know, really wants to tackle this problem. And they've left it up to the colleges how to actually implement the, uh, what they're going to do about it. And it would seem from watching all of my massage therapist friends, because I still know a lot of people in the profession, um, since I'm not currently registered, uh, they, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who are coming out against this. They are very upset that this has happened. They feel like it is just a disrespect to their profession and to their professional um, lives. Like, if you're a healthcare professional, why do you need somebody to sign off on this, you know, sign off, yes, you can treat my butt every time that they come in and need glute treatment. And there's so many other issues. I'm not going to get into that at length. You know, if you're, if you're listening from somewhere else going, like, I don't really care about this. The reason why I'm mentioning it is because 
A, um, it is an issue, definitely. Massage therapy is one of the professions where it's more likely to become an issue than some of the other professions um, because uh, massage therapists do need to uh, sort of treat in more sensitive areas. Now, I'm not saying massage therapists are more prone to doing this kind of thing. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that because of the style of treatment and what you do as a massage therapist, there is increased likelihood that there could be a problem. Um, say less so than working as a, um, try to think of one, like psychotherapist. Like rarely do psychotherapists even touch their clients. Um, if there's abuse going on, it's a different kind of abuse. It's usually not a physical, usually not a f physical in, in, um, in manner. Anyway, so the big take home point I want to say to you guys is this is actually really good in the fact that it's really united the profession. I have been involved in massage therapy in some way, shape or form since 2003 when I started in my schooling. And I have never seen the profession join together, band together about an issue like they have with this one. You know what? A lot of my listeners are in Ontario or in provinces where this could become come into play because a lot of uh, the other provinces of Canada tend to follow what Ontario or BC does, sort of who who gets to it first. And uh, I'm I'm with you guys. I hope that this has a good ending. That you know they they repeal what they've already decided in terms of like the signed consent, and they they come up with something that's smarter and more respectful to you guys. But also just like. That's amazing. I'm so glad you guys are banding together and working to make this happen. And I really hope it does happen for you guys. So now I'm going to move on to today's topic, and that is switching careers within healthcare. So you guys might remember that last week I talked about whether or not you need more education, because it's a pattern that I've seen with a lot of registered massage therapists, but also with other careers within healthcare. You know, you see people they get their uh, schooling, their diploma degree, whatever it is, and then they feel like they need to go and get more degrees or more diplomas in order to have a successful career. And so I challenged you about that because other than obviously continuing education units, you know, sort of like expanding your knowledge of the body and expanding your knowledge of treatment styles and ethics and all that kind of stuff, other than those important continuing education things, do you really need to go and get another degree, another diploma or whatever? Or are you just grasping at straws because you're not sure what to do? And so that kind of plays off that this week's topic in the sense that I do see a lot of people um, looking at switching careers within healthcare for the same sorts of reasons. Um, so I'm about to launch into that. So let, let's just, um, let's back the truck up a little bit and talk about my own experience here. So, and you know, why I'm talking about this myself. So here's the thing. I did this. And those of you who have, you know, you know my story, you know that I have. But I didn't do it from provider to provider. So I didn't go from, say, being a massage therapist to being a occupational therapist. I didn't do that. But what I did was I went from being a medical assistant and a receptionist, so the person who sits behind the desk at the doctor's office and also helps with, like, minor stuff in the treatment room, like, uh, you know, the doctor's giving stitches and they need someone in there just to help them, help pass them things because it's sort of a tricky area and they can't really leave the patient or... That kind of that kind of stuff. Coming into the room with a, with a male doctor to hand them swabs and stuff um, while they're doing a pap smear, or that kind of stuff. So those are the kinds of things I did as a medical assistant. I did more than that as well, but you know we won't get into all the nitty gritty details because it ain't out about me today. Um, so I went from that to a registered massage therapist. 
I also did some other healthcare related jobs while I was in school, but those were sort of more like being a medical assistant. Um, but I wasn't a full provider until I uh, was working as, a, as an RMT. So this is coming from experience, but it's from a little bit of a different angle than what I'm seeing with most people within the profession, um, within medical professions. Um, but I also know that others in healthcare have switched careers and I've seen their experiences. So I can talk to you a little bit about that without revealing who they are. Um, the other thing I wanna say before I really launch into this topic is if you are moving on to a different career, because you truly don't feel the career that you entered, so let's, let's say massage therapy, because most of my listeners are massage therapists. If you feel that it's just not the right fit for you anymore, and you've really had a heart to heart to yourself, you've really spent the time to really think about it, that is one bajillion percent fine. I am not saying in any way, shape or form that you cannot switch careers, do it if you, that is where your heart is, you do you, I am happy for you, please go ahead and do it. Um, and congratulations on realizing that that's what you need to do. Because a lot of people, they get stuck in just trying to figure out what to do. And the fact that if you have realized that you need to do that, then that is fantastic. Um, but what I am saying here is for those of you who haven't done that deep thinking the heart to heart really and analyzing the career and what you'd really like to do for yourself. I'm asking you guys to take that step back and make sure you're doing it for the right reasons before you spend the time and the money because like let's be real here nobody wants to spend all that time and money on getting another degree say for example if you were like me back you know uh, how many years ago would this be now? seven or eight years ago, something like that, where I was seriously thinking of going to midwifery school. So I would have had to uh, take some extra courses just to get in. Then I would have had to like fight to get in because it's a very popular course. And then if I'd finally gotten in, that would have been four years of education, plus I think some placements beyond, beyond that, I think so. So that would have been a lot of money and time as you, as you can see as I'm just saying this. In fact, I might just be finishing up the program right now had I done that path. And then if I had gotten to now and been really unhappy being a midwife, oh my God, like just that's a crappy situation. You don't want to be in that situation if you can at all help it. So that's why I'm talking about this topic today, just to give you some food for thought about it. If you are thinking about switching careers within healthcare, here's some things to think about before you actually make that leap, before you spend the money and the time. Because it would be so much better if you just did something with your current career and made it work for you if that is all possible rather than spending the time and money on something else. So, so basically there's two things here. So number one is what I've said is, are you switching careers within healthcare because you feel another career is truly a better fit for what you want to do? Or two, are you switching careers because you don't know what you want to do? You're so burnt out from your current career. Maybe you feel burnt out because of stuff like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Like you keep seeing these rulings for the college of massage therapists and you feel like you're just so disrespected and you don't want to put up with that bureaucracy anymore. So maybe you want to switch because of that. Or you feel that you just aren't making enough money. And that is definitely an issue within healthcare as well. Um, most healthcare jobs are not super high paying jobs. Even medical doctors make less than you think at the end of the day. Not all of them, of course, but 
some like sometimes I hear from people, doctors make millions of dollars. That's not necessarily true. It depends on the type of doctor they, they are and where they're in clinical practice. And anyway, I'm not going to get into all those issues. Just I used to work with doctors quite closely and we used to have chats about this. So trust me, it's not as black and white as everyone, well, not everyone, but like a lot of people think it is really. Anyway, so if you want to switch careers, but you're really not sure if that's the right move for you, you know, like I said, you're burnt out, you feel you aren't making enough money, you feel that maybe it's not the right fit, but you're not really sure. Here's things to think about. So the first thing is, have you done your research? Okay. Maybe, for example, you're thinking of switching from massage therapy to physiotherapy because that feels like the obvious choice. You'd still be using a lot of the same skills you learned as a massage therapist. You'd just be adding some new ones as a physiotherapist and getting new um, things that you're permitted to do. Like um, physiotherapists, if I recall correctly, can do the high velocity um, uh, adjustments. Uh, don't quote me on that. This was, this was years ago and I recall that that being a thing that they were allowed to do. Regardless, you know, you're thinking, hey, I can still use my massage therapy education and then I can go on and become a physio and that will be a good fit for me. But have you actually done the research? Like, how hard would it be for you to get into school? Are you going to have to do a ton of extra schooling? Do you really want to be a physiotherapist? Do you know physiotherapists? Do you know what it's actually like to work as a physiotherapist? Would you have more hands-on time with your clients? Um, you know, or would it end up just being you're kind of like in and out, in and out, in and out, or seeing like two or three patients at the same time, which is what some physios do, you know? Um, just have you really thought this through is basically what I'm saying. Because sometimes we do things in a knee-jerk reaction when we're unhappy with our current situation, only to find, you know, sort of the grass is always greener syndrome, only to find when we get to the other side, we're going, oh God, why did I do this? I don't want this either. And nobody wants that, right? So the next thing to think about is, are you sure the new career is really a better fit? So again, you know, I'll use that physiotherapy example. Um, you know, you're thinking it would be a better fit. You know, you'll make a bit more money. It's a little easier to find patients as a physio than it is a massage therapist. So there's less competition in the market. Like I've, I've talked to actual physios about this and they say that that seems to be the case with their uh, co-workers who are massage therapists. There are a lot of massage therapy schools. There are not that many physiotherapy schools. Massage therapists need a, a th you know, two to three year uh, diploma. Some people can get it done in like a year-ish, um, whereas physiotherapists is a master's degree and so on and so forth. So there's more barriers to entry to the profession of, of sorry, of um, physiotherapy. Therefore, there are less physiotherapists. Therefore, it is a little easier to find work um, and get lots of clients. So not, not just find a clinic because there's lots of clinics that are looking for massage therapists, but actually have a thriving practice. So, you know, you might have looked at that and thought that it was the perfect fit, but have you actually analyzed, you know, what it is that physiotherapists do day to day? Because you may look at that and realize, well, I don't really want to be a physiotherapist because I don't really want to do all the stuff that they do. I'd rather have that like hour of hands-on time with the patient because not too many physios work in that way. I know a few, but it's pretty rare. So... That's just one thing to think about. There's many things to think about as to whether it is the right fit. So my suggestion to you is actually sit down and talk to somebody in that profession you'd like to move to and like have a real sense for what it is. Like just tell them like, no, I want you to tell me the dirt. Like really, I promise this doesn't go beyond this room. Tell me because I'm thinking of switching to your profession and I don't know if it's the right fit for me. And hopefully you'll find somebody who's more than willing to tell you the good and the bad, right? 
another thing is on that money angle, are you sure it's actually going to make you more money moving to a different profession within healthcare? Because people tend to assume that sometimes, you know, they assume that, say, if they become a chiropractor, they're going to be making way more money because chiropractors can see way more patients per hour. Overall, chiropractors do tend to make more money than massage therapists, for example. Is that actually true, though? Like in your case, like is, is it going to work out that way? Is that really the move you want to make, considering the fact that you're going to spend all that money on school as well? Like just mm, do your research on the money angle. Don't just simply look at statistics and go, well, like, oh, chiropractors are known to make you know $100,000 a year. That is not a real statistic. I just made that up off the top of my head. Let's be clear here. But yeah, don't just go and like draw the statistics out of a book and go, well, that's the way it is. No, no, no. Go and talk to people in the profession, like I said, that you want to move into and find out what it's really like. Try to find people who are willing to be totally brutally honest and even tell you maybe what they make in a year or give you like a ballpark number. Because that's that's really helpful info to know. And you shouldn't assume based on some statistic you read at like, I don't know, the government's website or something. Another thing I want to make clear for you guys, and I know this from personal experience, is that switching careers does not solve burnout. If you are feeling burnt out because of your life has just kind of pooped in your face or because there's so much stuff going on in your profession right now, like if you're a massage therapist, there's a lot of things have gone a little haywire, you know, in terms of the regulations and some of the things that are going on. Um... Or you're feeling burnt out because maybe, uh, you know, maybe the profession is not what you thought it was and you're just so frustrated and sad about that and like going to work in the morning is just not something you even want to do. You know, you're just feeling completely burnt out. Or maybe you've got client cases that have just sucked the life out of you. You love what you do, but your clients have just, it's just been so hard watching all of them go through the crap that they have to go through just to get treatment at all, or whatever it might be that's making you feel like you're burnt out. Switching careers is not going to solve the burnout. It will solve it temporarily, okay? But you are still going to have to tackle those issues on the other side, because there will always be bureaucracy that you have to deal with. There will always be the bad days, weeks, months in your personal life that you're going to have to deal with. There will always be the patient cases that rip your heart out and make you feel so sad and like you just can't deal with the fact that your patients have to deal with this stuff or the patients who disrespect you and that's why you're feeling burnt out, you know. That's going to happen no matter what career in healthcare you're in. That's going to happen in no matter what career you're in. There will always be bureaucracy. There will always be the tough days. There will always be that kind of stuff. So tackle the burnout on its own. Don't switch careers when you're in the middle of feeling burnt out because you won't make a good decision process. Okay, just so get the help you need, you know, see a therapist, whatever you need to do to take care of yourself and do take care of yourself, then decide whether or not you want to switch careers. The other thing I want to point out is that switching careers without a plan doesn't actually solve the I don't know what to do part of your equation. So you need to look at the root of your decision before, or sorry, the root of the issues before you make any decisions. Like, why do you want to switch careers? And I've already said this, but just are you switching again because you're burnt out? Are you switching again for some other reason? Switching careers doesn't actually solve that problem of I don't know what I want to do with my life. 
sit down with somebody, you know, a, you know, a, a, an excellent life coach, somebody who actually is really good at what they do, or um, just a really close friend, and just start to figure out what is it that really compels you in life? What are you passionate about? What do you actually want to do for a career? Then start thinking about, okay, can I take my current career and make it what I want it to be? Or do I absolutely have to switch careers? And on that note, are you sticking to healthcare because it feels safe and familiar? Because I see that a lot. You know, people, they think, well, you know, I want to make sure that my education as a massage therapist, again, this is just an example because it can happen with any career. I want to make sure my education doesn't go to waste. So I'm going to switch within healthcare. Well, take a step back a sec. Is that really what you want to do? Maybe you thought healthcare was the right fit for you because you have, you want to help people and you're, you find anatomy interesting or whatever it is. But if you take a really big step back, you might realize, you know, actually, I was wrong. What I really want to do is insert profession here. I want to become an architect or I want to become I don't know, I want to work in marketing or whatever, like you just may find that you don't need to stay in healthcare and you're holding on to that because it's a crutch and because you feel like you need to quote unquote, use the education you already have. You don't have to, there's no rule that says that you have to and your experiences in life will always serve you. So even if you switch completely out of healthcare, you will find that those experiences you had as a healthcare provider will help you along in no matter what career you have, definitely. So if you are feeling like you need to switch careers and you've had the heart to heart to yourself and you're starting to really think about what you wanna do, consider switching to something that isn't in healthcare. See if that seems to pull you. See if that makes you go, oh wow, that is actually a much better fit for me than healthcare. Just consider it. That's all I'm saying. You know, you don't have to switch to healthcare. You certainly can stay within healthcare. Sorry, you don't have to switch. You don't have to uh, stay within healthcare is what I'm trying to say. Um, and the last thing I want to say before I talk about a couple of, or well, more than a couple of specific things is that are you giving up too quickly on your first career? Have you really given it a go? Are you assuming that, you know, when you move on, you're going to have success and, dollar bills or, or, you know, rather than actually working on the career that you have, because no matter what career it is, you're going to have to do the work to make it happen. I, I've said that before in podcasts, you know, other people I know say that, you know, you, you have to do the work in order for your career to be successful. So, you know, have you worked on your marketing? Have you, you know, found ways to book in more clients? Have you really given it your all, everything you've got, and then some, or, are you giving up because it just doesn't feel like something you can do? You're just, you know, oh, no, this is too difficult. I'll just switch careers. That'll be better. Because that's not the case. Not usually. You still are going to have to do the work when you get into the new profession. So, you know, you might be right back where you started. You might not. If you're going into a profession where, you know, say on uh, nursing and you're, you don't really care too much where you work and, you know, you nurses are pretty much always busy. Um, nurses, nurses need like freaking gold medals. I got to tell you, like that is not an easy profession. Um, I love them all. They are, <laughs> that's kind of a funny blanket statement, but just, I mean like so much kudos to, to nurses, no matter where you work. Um, you know, we should all be very, uh, grateful that they do the jobs that they do. So 
just an aside there. Um, so yeah, if you're switching into nursing per se, you probably won't have to worry too much about marketing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, for the most part, I see people who are working in um, regulated health professions that are considered alternative health, such as massage or chiropractic or naturopathy, uh, osteopathy, all that kind of stuff. I see them switching within professions usually, not from that profession to one that is like, say, in Canada here, fully uh, supported by the the uh, the healthcare system. So I don't, it's very rare that I see, say, a massage therapist who goes on and becomes an MD or a chiropractor that goes on and switches and becomes a nurse or something like that. So, um, you know, if you're working in, basically in Canada, if you're working in healthcare that isn't paid for by our healthcare system, if, you know, the payer, the person you're seeing, the patients have to pay out of pocket or have their company's insurance pay for the treatments, um, you're going to still have to do the work on your marketing. You're still going to have to do the work to make your career successful. Switching careers is not an automatic, hey, it works, right? It just doesn't work that way. So huge food for thought for you guys. Um, I'm not trying to deter you from switching. If you are serious about it, you know, please go ahead and do it if that is something that really matters to you. But, um, you know, just be realistic about it. That's all I'm saying. So before I wrap up here, let me talk about a few specific cases of uh, people that I know who are uh, registered um, registered healthcare providers and they're switching within professions or with switching professions within healthcare. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, the first one is someone I know who is a registered massage therapist and she is currently in school to become a psychotherapist. Um, that is was a good switch for her. Um, she's finding that um, she's finding a lot of passion working with her psychotherapy uh, clients. She's finding it's something she's really happy to be doing. She's finding it's less stress on her body, which was an issue when she was doing massage full time, especially around the holidays when she was crazy booked. And she's also finding that it is much easier to fill up her books with uh, with um, with appointments. So that was a good switch for her. About the only thing there was that she kind of did it at a time of a little bit of desperation. Now, you know, I uh, I don't um, fault her for that. I think we all do those things sometimes. Um, but uh, this ended up being a good switch for her. So you know, I'm just mentioning it as a kind of um like hey. Those kinds of things do work out and you don't have to stay as a body worker. I think that's the other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is just because you, uh, you know, you don't have to do hands-on work. So if you're, if your heart, you know, you want to stay in healthcare, think about other types of healthcare that aren't necessarily working hands-on with patients. If you, if you're currently say a massage therapist or a physiotherapist. Another example of someone I know is a social worker who works at an agency and she's looking to switch into doing more like sort of counseling and psychotherapy type stuff. So she's going back to school to become a psychotherapist. Um, now, this is basically just doing another angle of the same career. That, again, actually um, is an interesting switch because she's going from doing agency work to uh, seeing patients one on one, um, which will probably reduce a lot of her stress and pressure that she feels day to day. So if you're currently a, you know, someone who feels a lot of you feel like you're getting way too many clients or you just can't handle the load or it's just too stressful and you'd like to have a bit more of a slower pace. Um, maybe what you need to do instead of switching careers fully, she's not quite, I mean, she is, she's going to psychotherapy school, but it's a little, it's more of a different angle on the, on the mental health care field. 
So if you're currently working as a massage therapist, maybe all you need to do is just switch your clinic environment. Maybe that's what you need right now. You don't need to completely switch careers, but maybe you just need something that's a bit slower pace and a bit more, uh, that you have a bit more control over your day with. Um, Because that's a big part of what she was looking for. Um, another example I know is an RMT who became a midwife. Now, this is this is not me, by the way. This is someone else I know who did this because I, I didn't become a midwife. I know it was something I think I thought about, but uh, that case was perfect. Like it was just it was exactly what she wanted because she was an RMT who specialized in women's health and issues and pregnancy, postpartum infant massage, all that kind of stuff. But she found herself stifled by the uh, the scope of practice of a massage therapist. And she knew that she wanted to work more closely um, with women and children and babies and all that good stuff. So she went on to become, become a midwife. And as far as I know, I don't really have contact with her anymore. But as far as I know, she's still working to this day as a midwife. So you know, again, sometimes you need to look at what you're most passionate about. And that's how you make your change. So if you're most passionate about working with women and children and you're finding your current profession, no matter how much you try, is too stifling, then maybe you do need to switch careers into something that will allow you to do what you really want in a more, you know, like in a better way, in a more holistic way, in a more hands-on way. And the last one is the probably most common one that I see, and that's RMT to physiotherapy. Um... In this case, the person who did it that I know, and I do know a few people who did this actually. So if if anyone who did this who knows me is listening, I may not be talking about you. <laughs> I may be talking about someone else because I know a few people who did this. But uh, basically, um, what ends up happening is what I was talking about earlier in the podcast for a lot of massage therapists is you start to get a little frustrated. There's a lot of massage therapists, you know, working. Um, you don't like to think of yourself as competition in competition with other people, but in terms of like having full books and that kind of thing, you are in competition with other massage therapists in your area. That's just the reality of working, you know, in any kind of profession where you're a service provider, right? It's just how it is. And, um, they got a bit frustrated by that. And they also found, felt a bit stifled, like they weren't getting enough respect. Massage therapists often aren't fully respected, you know, um, which that, Thing that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast with the change in regulations from the College of Massage Therapists, I mean, that's just a, yet another issue that's just going to make it difficult for the profession to be fully respected. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough one. It really is. Um, so they, you know, I see people switch into physiotherapy because it's very similar to massage therapy. And you can work with patients in a very similar way, but it tends to get a lot more respect. You see doctors more often referring to physiotherapy than massage therapy. You see patients seeking out physiotherapy more often than they seek out massage therapy. In general, I am generalizing here, you know, for certain things that's not true. But say you have a sports injury, usually the first thing you think of is going to see, maybe you think think of seeing your doctor, but certainly seeing a physiotherapist is usually high on that list of people you should see. So if you are currently in your profession, you're feeling completely stifled by the regulations of your profession, or you're feeling like you can't see patients enough, um... As in, like, you can't do enough for your patients because, you know, you're kind of limited. Maybe physiotherapy is a good switch for you from massage therapy. So let's wrap that up for this week. So should you switch careers within healthcare? Well, 
maybe you should, maybe that's a good idea. Um, but have you considered instead working on the career that you have rather than switching to something else in within healthcare? Or have you considered switching to something outside of healthcare? Maybe that is really where you need to be. You know, perhaps that would be a better fit and perhaps that is exactly what you need in order to be sort of healthy and happy and successful because really that is the most important thing. It's not, I need to be a healthcare provider. I need to switch careers within healthcare. I need to do this. No, like what is the most important thing for you? What do you really want out of a career? Look at that and then move forward from that place rather than moving forward from, you know, the the stressed out, burnt out feeling because that's not going to help you get to where you really want to be. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening into this week's podcast episode. I really do appreciate your time. If you're new to the podcast, hey, let me introduce myself. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former registered massage therapist in the province of Ontario. I like to say retired registered massage therapist, actually, because it sounds a little bit more fun. Hey, Freedom 35. But let's be real here for a second. I'm not actually retired. I am retired from the profession of massage therapy, but what I'm doing these days is I am helping those who work in healthcare or fitness or wellness build practices and businesses that really align with who they are and what they want out of life. That is really my big mission. That is important to me. So if you head on over to happylittlebiz.com, you can read a little bit more about who I am and what I'm about and read some of my free articles that I have available. You can also keep listening to this weekly podcast. I'd love it if you did that. And actually speaking about that, if you do enjoy the podcast, if you find it helpful, I would be so appreciative if you would share this episode or share another episode with friends or relatives or other people you know who work in health and wellness and fitness so that we can have more people listening to the podcast. And the more people that listen, the more topic ideas or requests I get, the better the podcast is. It works out well for all of us. So you can just share this on social media. You can share it by email, wherever you like you want to go. Um, if you need a link, head on over to happylittlebiz.com. You can get a link to my podcast episodes there or... You can just link people to Happy Little Biz. That would be great too. So thanks again. I really do appreciate it. This is it for this week's podcast and I will see you back here next week.